the Portobello Book Festival has become a very popular annual fixture. It's not uncommon for some of the tickets to have gone within a week of their becoming available. All the events are free but ticketed to help manage numbers at each venue. Over the last ten years, the festival has attracted a wide range of authors, both local and national, to talk about their work. But it's more than that, as there are writing workshops and discussions taking place in venues all across the town. I met three of the founders of the festival, Bill Jameson, Ian Martin and first May Shaw. After all, it was her inspiration that got the event going back in 2008. I've always been a big reader and I love books and I like talking with, about books with other people. And I just thought it would be a really nice thing to do locally. It's a kind of quite discreet little area and there are lots of people I knew who were readers here and quite a lot of writers as well. And so I approached initially half a dozen people, one of mm. whom was Bill, just to sort of sound out the idea. Everybody was very keen. So, Bill, what was your thought when May approached you? I just thought it was a good idea, actually, yeah. We all attended book festivals, mainly the probably international one up in uh, Charlotte mm. Square. She invited a few people around to the house and just a general discussion, and we mm. all got on very well and worked well as a team just to develop the idea. And we started off on a very small scale at the beginning, Gradually got got large, but we've always been manageable. Maybe just one thing to add, actually, I'm just yeah, remembering, aye. is that one of the, th the things also that kind of held it together was that it was about supporting the public library and done in conjunction, collaboration with the local library. So the librarian there at the time was incredibly enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. So it was never about sort of selling books as such. Aspect. Yeah, and the, and the modern manager of the library, Paul Hudson, he also is really enthusiastic about the whole festival yeah, project. Yeah. We sort of see it as running the festival together with the library. They're not a partner or anything. They're part of the sort of organising group and it's sort of remained that way and I think that makes it distinctive. Mm. Ian Martin, I can hear you sort of mming in the background as though well, I, you're I, contemplating something. I said yes, that I would grunt occasionally. Well, I would emphasise the politics of the book festival in terms of defending libraries as, as part of the public service and a territory which mustn't be conceded. So it was about actually trying to increase people's sense of how valuable this resource is. The other thing is, I think, that it was really a group of friends who came together. It's been a very cohesive group, and it's worked extremely well. And you're still friends ten years later? Yeah, we've been... <laughs> There's been very little change. A few folk have come oh, and yes. gone, but this, you know, it's been yeah, very effective... It's gelled very well, and there's about f four of us from the original group still involved. And the other thing to stress is we always wanted to be community-based and free. Mm. Using the library gave us free resources, mm. and the contributors have uh, gladly given their services, which has been instrumental to us, really. I mean, something I've noticed is that you're not just encouraging people to read, but to write as well, because there are writing mm. workshops mm. that my wife Penny and I have both mm. been to, mm. which are singularly effective in actually stimulating us to actually mm. do things. And is, is that part of the process as well, Mitch? From year one, there's been a sort of strand that is for writers. There's always been a strand, as there is this year, so there are always sessions that are about writing for particular audiences or around particular subjects. And in fact, for the tenth year, we're actually producing a publication. We got a small grant from Creative Scotland to produce a book, and it's called Postcards from Portobello. And we invited a number of writers and people associated with the festival to write no more than 500 words on the theme, Postcards from Portobello. They could 
interpreted whatever way they wanted to. We also interviewed some people who have come here from elsewhere to try and, you know, ensure that we kind of reflected the diversity. And it's a really, really nice publication, and that will be free, a thousand copies of it, so it's going to be widely available. And I think it is going to be a sort of long-standing kind of community artefact. Well, Jameson, were you pleased by the sheer volume of people who've actually picked up the tickets and come along to events? We've been really well supported by the community generally, mm. and, and not just because it's free. I think we also depend upon donations. That We always have the bucket yeah. at the door, and we, we do have overheads. We have printing costs. We get the library free, but we always have a range of church halls in the past, and we pay travelling expenses. So we have got some, some substantial overheads. People come along while it's free. They do put into the, uh, the donations bucket mm. quite readily. One thing that Bill didn't mention, which is quite expensive, is sound. We have a sort of principle that we have to have first-class sound in all events. And in the past, we've had a proper sound engineer doing that, so that costs a fair bit. I mean, I think Bill's right in saying people have been very generous. I mean, sometimes at one session, people have donated £350, something like that, you know. I would just add to that, that we don't want people who can't afford it to feel they have to pay. Well, that's you know, a good point, yeah. yeah. It, it is meant it to is, be kind it's of... It's voluntary. I often find it fantastic to look at people who have maybe at three or four events who are real enthusiasts, but who would never be at a book festival normally. You know, would certainly not be able to go to the Edinburgh Book Festival or whatever. And, I mean, I think that gives us a thrill. Are there any, looking back, any highlights from the last ten years that uh, stand out in your mind? Bill, start off with you. I think there's a whole range. I mean, one of the highlights generally has been that we've always tried to either put some some other type of innovative aspects. We've had like, I don't want to call it a literary walking tour, but it was a walking tour around Portobello, twice at least, with uh, Jim Gilchrist, who's a local uh, journalist. And we also had another tour through the Amenity Society about the heritage of Portobello there. We've had a a great range. Early on, we had a great session, I think in the second or third year, with Ian Rankin, called Mm. There's Been a Murder. Sorry for the bad accent there. And Ian came along willingly and chaired the session there, and we had that in the town hall. But it was also, he was chairing local crime writers. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so there's three other crime writers there, and they were local, and Ian chaired the session there. Now we're probably in the position of getting as many requests. A lot of people now approach us to see if they can be involved, as well as us also sitting down as a group and type of saying, who would we like to go for? We'll send a request to all and everyone. (laughs) <laughs> from J.K. Rowling down. so <laughs> From the first year to the tenth year, the number of events has increased enormously. Mm-hmm. And that's partly out of enthusiasm rather than wanting the festival to get bigger. What, we've, what I think we'd agree about, we've always wanted it to kind of get deeper rather than bigger. And, and a couple of the things that I've been delighted about over the past couple of years is like last year... We had the first event in a a residential home, which was Mm -hmm. really nice, a storytelling event. And this year, we were approached by Jameson Gate, which is a retirement complex. That's the brand new one, just about opposite Mm -hmm. uh, Aldi, if I recall. Who got in touch because they've got a a book group there. And actually, we've got an event there, which is an an open venue. So you've got anybody and everybody can go to that event. And in fact, that one, the tickets were gone within, you know, a couple of days. Something that I'm particularly pleased about is the way in which it's spawned the Dalriada discussions. Yeah. Conversations, actually, they're called. At the second festival, there was a session on history. And at the end of it, somebody said, why can't we have more discussions like this? 
three of us got together and the Dalriada discussions have now been going for eight years, nine years, you know, 11 meetings a year over that period. That's a terrific kind of spin-off. We always say people are welcome to come from other places. It's essentially for Portobello and we want to keep it that way. We try to keep it that way by saying, you know, people come to the library to get the tickets. You can't do anything online. You know, some people complain about that, but that's the way it is. So that keeps it a bit local, but it kind of backfired a little bit because if people were coming for other places because they heard about it, Mm. they tended to get tickets for lots of things because they were over this side of town, you know. So we're keeping back more tickets for people on the door because it Mm. does tend to be people who have busy lives and all the rest of it who are not necessarily in a position to, to do these things. We want to make sure that it kind of retains that sort of... I mean, it is worth saying that you have to go to the library to get a ticket. Mm. That's one thing that draws people to the library. Mm -hmm. That's been quite deliberate policy. And you can't kind of ask somebody else to get them for you. So, looking at this year's programme specifically, what would you say was just a couple of the highlights? It's a strange one this year because often when you're asked about the highlights, you tend to talk about the sort of famous people who are coming or Mm. something like that. And this year there are less famous people. As Bill was saying earlier, we don't tend to go for famous people as such. We go for things that are of interest. We try and sort of put on a kind of range of things. But one of the things that struck me is that you're actually having a session at the end which is reflective about the book festival and what it's achieved over the last decade. Yeah. I think we tend to do things like that. We look at themes as well. You know, in the past couple of years, we've had something on fake news. We've had something on gender stereotyping. And this year, we try and look back like 10 years on. Like, what's the the world looking like now as it was 10 years ago? So it's still related to books. And again, we've got a a range of stuff from from art to to fiction and quite a few factual ones. Shakti Women's uh, yeah. Support Group are coming this t- time to talk about ethnic minorities and domestic violence. But we want to have a broad spectrum, and um, we don't want to be t- like just too heavy. Too worthy. You know, we also also want to in- involve, make sure we have your discussions there, as well as the the writers speaking about their work. We want to make mm-hmm. sure that they have a chance to, for the audience to engage in that. that. That's the important thing that people come away thinking. Ah, they've had a chance to make their own contribution there. And I suppose the thing that we found since the first year is partly why the tickets go, even for non-famous people, is mm. on the whole, people know that they'll turn up to something that'll be interesting. Two, two other things worth pointing out. One is that there's nearly always a slot for poetry, and this year's no exception. The other thing is the book quiz in the Dalriada pub yeah. on the Saturday. Oh. It has become quite an institution in its own right. And quite a different audience. Yeah. Actually, I'm really pleased, for example, that we're having something celebrating 40 years of amnesty. It should be an occasion when local stuff mm. gets some kind of prominence, you know. It may not get an enormous audience like yeah. Val McDermott. We don't really think about it that way. And that, maybe that is one of the benefits of it being free. Because mm. we're not mm. charging, mm. we're not paying. Mm-hmm. We don't have to all the time think, oh, God, we've got to get rid of tickets, you know. Mm. So that means we're always just looking at what's of interest, what will make a good session, what will offer something to the local area and people in it and 
and that kind of thing. And it just makes for a completely different sort of atmosphere. But, but we've also done since I think year the second or third year, we've also had a good relationship with Blackwell's Bookshop, yeah. and they've put on a bookstall for us because again, we've always said to the people who are coming along to talk about their their work that we'll try and carry all their books, and we'll have Blackwell's will put on a bookstall both in the library, always in the library, and in the church hall we're using so that the books can be sold there because whilst we can't afford to pay them we want to make sure that their books are put are prominently displayed and they also they make sure that they get the books of anybody who's involved in the festival yeah. including people who chair yeah. events and, and all of that and a reminder that a few tickets are available for those who turn up on the day the festival runs from this afternoon through to sunday evening